This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by Kaleida Health. All right, here we are. Hour number two on a Thursday. Chris Brown, Steve Tasker with you. One Bills Live is the show. And pleased to be joined now by USA Today editor, NFL writer Doug Farrar on the program here. Doug, how are we doing? We're down to the final four. Yes, we are. It's, it's a fascinating week. Uh, all kinds of strategy to get into and all kinds of tape and metrics, which is what I've been doing. Uh, both the... Uh, looking forward and the forensic looking back, which uh, I imagine is why I'm here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Some of that. Um, there is some breaking news also as one of the five open yes. head coaching spots has been filled by a guy who is pretty familiar to Bill's fans. Frank Reich named the head coach of the Carolina Panthers, a, a team where he played as the, the expansion year quarterback in 1995. Oh, he was their right. first QB after he left Buffalo, um, kind of a cool circular deal there. Yes, circle of life is complete. I, You know, they're a team on the rise. Um, Sam Darnold actually played a lot better than people think last year. Um, you know, we just we go off on Sam Darnold because he's Sam Darnold. Uh, I would say he was a, you know, functional, about league average quarterback. Um, I don't know if they're going to bring him back. In my latest mock draft, which came up this morning, I mocked Anthony Richardson from uh, Florida to them at, I believe, nine. And he's kind of a, you know, if you want a Justin Fields, that's your guy. Showed exponential growth in the second half of his first season as a starter in college. So he's a developmental guy. Um, Reich, you know, I've, I've talked to him before. I remember talking to him media day when he was the Eagles OC the year they won the Super Bowl. And I talked to him for about 20 minutes and I walked away thinking, that guy's going to be a head coach sooner than later. He just got the whole picture. Um, he was waylaid, obviously, by capricious ownership and the team's inability to find a quarterback after Andrew Luck retired. But, you know, I, I still think he's got a lot on the ball. I think it's a good hire. Yeah, and it, as you see this take shape, and it'll be interesting to see the staff he puts together. I think one of the things that ownership, a guy like David Tepper would understand, the longer a guy's out of the loop, the harder it is to stay connected to staff who could come in and really help you. That'll be, I think that's the interesting thing. Have you got any ideas about uh, guys he has worked with or who might come with him to Carolina that he worked with in Indianapolis? 
Yeah, I'm not I'm not exactly sure because he's had different guys. Um, you know, and as we see in New England, you you tend to gravitate toward the guys that you've worked with before for better or worse. Um, so we'll see how that goes. But, you know, just overall, I, I think it's certainly, you know, Steve Wilkes held it down really well. And, you know, this is it. It's a good, sensible. It, it, it reminds me a little bit of what the Jaguars did with, you know, blowing the thing out with Urban Meyer as the Panthers blew it out with Matt Rule. And then you make the sensible hire. You get a guy who has been part of a Super Bowl winning staff. This Reich was obviously part of Peterson's. So, you know, you can expect that kind of offense, a lot of a lot of verticals, a lot of boot, um, a really, you know, Reich has always been a really well, he, he designs offense as well. Uh, the most fascinating thing to me will be, because um, I know Phil Snow did a really good job for the Panthers, you know, what, what that defensive staff would be like. That's, that's kind of because, you know, you tend to know, okay, an offensive minded coach is going to do these three things and whatever. Um, it's always interesting for me to see, like with, in, in the case of Sean McDermott, who was obviously a defensive coach, like he got Brian Dable and everything just blew up in, in the, in the, the good ways. Um, you know, when coaches have a particular emphasis, you always want to see like the reverse emphasis, what kind of coaches you get for that side of the ball. Yeah. Right. We've got the two conference championship games this weekend, Doug, and I know you kind of put together a NFC championship column just about how the Eagles can beat this 49ers defense. Um, it is a formidable matchup, to say the least. Yes. Um, and I I mean, a lot of – you'd be hard-pressed to find a more complete roster than the Eagles' offense, defense, special teams. Um, but this Niners defense stops just about everybody. And it's really their front seven because – if you look at their yeah. secondary, it's not like you got a bunch of world beaters back there, but it just doesn't matter because their front seven is so dang good. I think it covers up any of the perceived limitations the guys on the back end might have. Right. I mean, like a safety of Deshaun Gibson, who's been around for a while. I think he's 31 or 32. He's having a, a renaissance here under D'Amico Ryans. Hufanga, the second-year safety from USC. Nice player. Kind of a Troy Palma light that, you know, attack safety down i mean their quarterbacks can be vulnerable to a point fred warner is an alien best linebacker in the league might be the defense best defense. that play i know you guys saw it where he was at the line of scrimmage and followed cd lamb uh, a premier slot receiver up the seam 30 yards linebackers aren't supposed to do that um you know and obviously they're they're well coached they've got talent all over the place. Two things that I discovered in, in going through metrics and watching the tape that they are vulnerable with versus play action. They don't defend it very well because, and the Eagles kind of have this too. Everyone's hair is on fire. So when, and you know, when, when Warner and Greenlaw, the linebackers looking at run fits or what they think are run fits, they're like, go. And they can be exploited up top when they bite on play action. The other thing is, and uh, Jalen Hurts has just cut zone coverage to ribbons. Uh, the Niners are a pretty heavy cover three, cover four team. Now, cover four has more man principles. But if I'm if I'm D'Amico Ryan's in that game, I am playing man or 
cover four or, you know, three lock or whatever, I'm employing more man principles. And while that does make you more vulnerable to Jalen Hurts, the running quarterback, I don't care because I don't want Jalen Hurts sitting back there in the pocket for however long he has. He has the best offensive line in the NFL. So even with Nick Bosta and Omenahu and all those guys, it's still a problem. Um, uh, you know, I, I would rather trust my front seven to take care of that and play man on the back than just sit in there in these cautious zones. And you guys know when you play zone, I mean, you know, true zone, not, not mixing it up and doing different things. You have those little pockets of coverage where it's not there. And Hertz has been really good at exploiting that. So it's going to be a fascinating matchup on both sides. So you feel, sure. you feel, and good. the thing is, this isn't like Chiefs Bengals where they, this is the third time they're playing in like a calendar year. Yeah. They haven't played each other since week two of last season. And Jimmy Garoppolo was San Francisco's quarterback. <laughs> Jalen Hurts ran, I, I think he ran for more than he passed for almost. It, nobody was sure about Jalen Hurts at that point. I mean, we were all thinking coming into this draft, oh, how he got that extra first round pick from the Saints. Maybe he'll take a quarterback. Uh, that's not, you know, that's out the window. So things are very different. There's a lot less to go on. And that's in a way, those are the kind of matchups I like, cause you just don't know what you're going to see. To your point about the man principles for San Fran, you, so you still like that even with AJ Brown on the other side and Goddard for that matter. Those are tough man matchups. They are. Um, and I mean, you pick your poison there. You're, <laughs> You can you can bracket in four. You can bracket in man. Um, what I would want to avoid is uh, Devontae Smith and AJ Brown, especially running those deep overs and seam routes, and any mistake with the linebacker handing off to the safety, and it's sixty yards downfield. Um, I would rather take my chances, you know, matching a lot because you and you guys know this. You can you can play match coverage, which is you play zone up until a certain point in the route, and then you play man. Um, you can play off man. You don't have to – not every man coverage, obviously, is just aggressive press right. and, you know, follow you all the way through. There's a lot of stuff you can do. I would also – the Niners are good at this. I would also flip my safeties post now. I would, I would show Jalen Hurts – and it's not like Jalen Hurts can't figure it out, but I would show Jalen Hurts as much – I would muddy the picture for him in the back – half as much as possible so as you see that game taking taking shape how big a difference will it be that you know san francisco's going east um home field okay weather none of that's going to be a, yeah, some uh, snow in the forecast some snow yeah. i mean that both these teams seem built for it yeah i mean i i think kyle shanahan kyle shanahan mentioned this week that uh the the week i think it was 15 game up here in seattle where i am uh where the weather was just awful what probably helped um i you know i don't i don't know how to how much stock to put in that as you said they are built for this they are a a massively successful running team especially since, since they got christian mccaffrey they're going to lean on that so um you know, if we're talking about trends when it comes to DVOA in since week 10, second half of the season, including the playoffs, the 49ers are number one in defense in DVOA. They're number two in offensive DVOA. They have a really good offense now with Brock Purdy and McCaffrey and all these guys who can just line up anywhere in any personnel. So, you know, I, I kind of, I have the Eagles sort of, you know, 
sneaking it out, but I think it's going to be really, really close. That, where, that to me, is the pick them. Where's the, where's the Philadelphia defense vulnerable? Mm, that's a good question. They are vulnerable in that – well, it's interesting. When it comes to playing defense against pre-snap motion, which is a, an important point because Kyle runs it like 75% of the time, they are the second-best defense in EPA, EPA uh, against motion in the passing game. They are second-worst uh, against motion in the run game, and that could really bite them. And that's, you know, like I was talking about, where everyone has their hair on fire and everyone's just going for it. Any sort of gaps in the run fits – can be a problem. I think their safety group is, I mean, CJ Gardner Johnson's good. I think the safety group is okay. Um, I think Darius Slay is one of the better lockdown corners in the NFL. James Bradbury, who I still don't know why the Giants let him go, um, and he'll be a free agent after this year. Um, he can be vulnerable at times. Uh, I think their linebacker group is underrated. Their, their front four slash five, because they play a lot of bare fronts. There, you know, I think we all know about that. So probably safety group, a little bit linebackers, and just you know what I wrote in my piece this morning, Jonathan Gannon, their DC. He's he's got to strike that balance between the hell bent for leather, get after the quarterback thing, and what that does to you if you're prone to misdirection and play action and pre-snap motion, and nobody calls those things better, all three of those things better than Kyle Shanahan. So I think whether vulnerable is with free to post-snap look changes, those different kinds of misdirection vulnerabilities. And, you know, because they have those vulnerabilities in the run game, this is the, this is the one team you don't want to play when you have that problem because Kyle will have watched all that tape, and he'll have 17 different ways to just beat you up with it. Right. Wanted to ask you a little bit about the mock draft you put together. Um, and, you know, I <laughs> Bill's fans are dead set. On I'm told going- it went over like a Led Zeppelin. <laughs> yeah, well, here's the thing. I think a lot of members of the Bill's fan base have come to the conclusion that it's time to just go all in on offense and adopt a model similar to that of Kansas City, which is, you know, we'll get one really good defensive lineman up front, Chris Jones, and then we'll try to patch together the vast majority of the rest of our defense and hope Spagnuolo can call the right shots. And we'll load up on offense and just try to outscore you, Um, which I guess to a certain degree you can say that's their approach. There might be some dissenting opinions on that. Um, But the bottom line is, Buffalo's weapons don't quite measure up to Cincinnati's weapons, Kansas City's weapons, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, and I think you could probably make the argument that Kansas City probably has the best offensive line of those three teams as well. So Bills fans are naturally thinking O-line, receiver, you know, weapons. So (laughs) in your mock, you go Brian Branch, DB from Alabama, who's a really good safety, (laughs) and I understand why. Is Poyer going to be back? Eh. I mean, you know, entering his age 32 season, cap issues for the Bills. Micah Hyde in his last season of his contract coming up next year. So I get the logic, Doug. Um, I think Bills fans might be asking you, do you have an old lineman or a wide receiver you like in that range at 27-2? Well, I do. This is, I think, my fourth or fifth mock draft. I generally alternate between 
offensive linemen and running backs. You know, I, I Anton Harrison from Oklahoma, I like a lot as a pet. I tend to alternate with Harrison between mocking him to the Chiefs and the Bills because I do think with Orlando Orlando Brown, the um, the Chiefs have a left tackle problem. Um, and then it's running back either Bijan Robinson, who would be absolutely thermonuclear in that offense. Bijan Robinson broke 104 tackles last year, forced 104 missed tackles. That's insane. Um, imagine taking Saquon Barkley and putting him on the Bills. That's what that'd be like. Or Jameer Gibbs from uh, Alabama. Right. Um, the thing with Branch, uh, it's not just that Hoyer, who is one of the top three safety, is a free agent. And the Bills, by the way, at this point, I believe, are $19 million over the projected cap. For at so least. When Brandon, Bean, when Brandon Bean says we have to focus on the draft and low-price free agents, that's what he means. And hello, you're in, you know the, the, the rookie window contracting is over with Josh Allen, obviously. Um, the thing about Branch, so Hoyer might be gone. Uh, Micah Hyde missed all but what two games last year. He turned 31 on December 31st, I believe. That's right. He missed, um, Dane, yeah. Jack- Dane Jackson is a free agent. And the thing with Branch can play safety. He can play slot. He can play box. He can play outside. Uh, Tremaine Edmonds is also a free agent, by the way. And the, the difference between, at least from my interpretation, the difference between the Chiefs defense and the Bills defense, the Chiefs, Spagnolo throws all these different things at you, like every color in the box. The Bills, I mean, they'll do different things, but it's, you know, 97% nickel. You kind of know what you're going to get. It's execution-based. It's player-based. Um, you know, as I said, Branch can also play outside to a degree. And the other thing I'll say is, unfortunately, and we hope he turns it around, Tredavious White has not been the same cornerback, in my opinion, uh, with all those injuries. And it's hard. I mean, I've talked to cornerbacks in the NFL about this. If you're a top cornerback and you go from 100 to 90, it's like falling off a cliff. And we hope Tredavious White gets it back because he has been a stellar player. So when I look at the Bills' needs and I kind of look at where things stack up in the draft, I mean, it's a very deep class at receiver. It's a very deep class at running back. It's a pretty deep class at offensive line. So we all want to focus on the first round guy. I think the Bills can do well in the later rounds to, to fill out those things. And, you know, my mock drafts are kind of exercises as to, cause I'm watching more and more players on tape as it goes along. Um, by the time the combine hits in a month, I'll have my whole, like, okay, this is sort of my big board. And these are all the guys I've watched, you know, whatever, 200 players. Um, right now I'm just kind of seeing where everyone fits. So next week it might be Bijan Robinson again, or it might be, you know, Zay Flowers from Boston College, you know, it could be a number of things. What I'm doing at this point is just kind of seeing where players fit. And I think there are a lot of ways in which Brian Branch makes sense in his, you know, top level ability to do multiple things at a position of great need. Because, I mean, I don't want to throw a, <laughs> I don't want to throw a, a trash can full of water in the barbecue here, but we may have seen the end of the best safety duo in the NFL as they have been for the last few years. So you got, you know, whether it's, you know, it's, it's, whether it splashes off the page or not, you have to start looking at those things. Yeah. Understood. Yep. Doug, thanks very much. Enjoy the conference championship games this weekend. We'll continue to uh, keep an eye on your stuff pre-draft as we get closer and closer to the combine and then the real big event, uh, which I know in a way is Christmas for you at the end of April. (laughs) So thanks very much. Uh. 
All right. Thanks, guys. Take care. All right. That's thanks, USA Doug. Today editor, NFL writer Doug Farrar joining us. We will take a break here. When we come back, we will get to the tweet sheet for your thoughts on who you feel on Buffalo's roster has to take the next step to help them get over the hump in 2023. It's One Bills Live presented by Collider Health, and this is Buffalo Bills Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.